Do you have a message that the world needs to hear? Do you want to make a living making a difference in the world? If so, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. Today, I am very excited about my guest because this guest today, Chris Van Vliet, happens to be my very favorite YouTuber. So it is uh, an honor to talk to you today, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Wow, I'm your favorite YouTuber, Jake. This is amazing. Absolutely, you. you absolutely are. And uh, just just so that the people who are listening and watching get a, an idea of who you are and what you do, because who you're talking to here is not your normal, it's not the same crowd as, as who your YouTube following is. So sure. tell people a little bit about your YouTube channel and tell us the size and the growth and how that's all happened. Well, first of all, I'm a TV host by trade. Uh, I've been in broadcasting for 15 years ever since I graduated. I'm Canadian, so I graduated from Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario. I'm now living in Miami, Florida, and I'm the host of a show here on the Fox station called Deco Drive. But I am crazy passionate about wrestling. And for the last eight or so years, I've been having these long-form interviews with some of my favorite wrestlers. And um, I hit 100,000 subscribers last year. There's the uh, plaque on the wall for people who are watching us. Uh, that yes. meant a lot to me. Um, and below that is a bunch of Emmys. But, uh, yeah, but, the, but more important, <laughs> the more important thing is the silver play button there. So that was last August. It's now this August as we're recording this. And I, I've since got another 100,000 subscribers. So I'm sitting right around 200,000 subscribers, 73 million video views. And the cool thing about this is I'm recording these on my iPhone. The audio is very important, so I have great microphones, but I'm recording these long 30, 40, 50, 60 minute interviews and uploading them. And uh, you know, a lot of these have millions of views. That, that, that is just incredible. And so all of my listeners know, because I talk about it all the time, I've done episodes, I've done, done uh, videos inside of our network talking about life lessons from professional wrestlers. So they all know that, that I'm a huge wrestling fan as well. And they're probably not surprised that my favorite YouTuber interviews wrestlers. And uh, a lot of them give me a hard time for it, but it's still real to me. So that, that's what it really comes down to. <laughs> but one of the things that the reason I wanted you to, to be here is not just to talk about wrestling as much as I could do that all night. It's really to talk about the fact that here you are, somebody who has built this massive following around talking about something you are passionate about. And I think that people need to hear that, that they can build something like this around something they are passionate about. Well, I think long gone are the days of paying crazy amounts to go to college and then you get out of college and you're in debt and then you go work at a job that you hate for the next 40 years of your life. Yes. You know, we're all walking around with video cameras in our pocket. We're all walking around with audio recorders in our pocket. If we wanted to start podcasting 10 years ago or make videos 10 years ago, you had to go out and buy a very expensive camera. You know, now it's uh, now it's in our pocket. We all have one of these. Um, so I, I don't think that. Yes, of course. Of course. And it's never it's never far away. Right. Yep. So the exciting thing about the world we live in now is the Internet has made everything hyper niche. 
Um, you know, it used to be like, you like sports, you try to be a sports broadcaster or you try to work for a sports team. Now, if you like sports, you could create a podcast or you could create a website, you could create a YouTube channel from your home and you could put it out there for millions of people to see. And the crazy thing about this is I've worked in lo uh, local television news for my whole career for 15 years. And you get some recognition within the city or the region that you were in. And then as soon as you took a flight somewhere else, you know, you were anonymous again. It's the, the craziest thing with my YouTube channel now as it started to gain popularity is I, I was at a, a diner in Los Angeles on Sunday and the guy sitting next to me was like, hey, are you Chris Van Vliet? I watch your interviews all the time. <laughs> then a guy in the airport that night who was from New Zealand and flying back to New Zealand uh, was like, I, I just can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I, more, for me, I'm like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Like, I can't believe that someone on the other side of the world uh, is able to consume this content. And the exciting thing is you can put it out into the world. And if you're interested in something or if you have a question about something, chances are there's thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not millions of other people that are interested in that exact same thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I love how you said gone are the days that that we need to do that work, work for someone else, work in a factory, do those kinds of things. Just people can just go out and do these kinds of things. And what I would like to know is, what is it inside of you that gave you the courage to step out and do that? To step out and just do something on your own? I mean, my, my YouTube channel kind of happened by accident like this. I'm, not, I'm definitely not your traditional air quotes YouTuber here. And uh, what's so interesting is I was doing these interviews with wrestlers. I, I, I do interviews with you know, lots of different celebrities. I review movies as part of my television job. So I was interviewing these celebrities and interviewing these wrestlers. And whenever wrestlers would come to town, we'd bring them into the studio and we'd say, hey, Raw is in town, tickets start at $20. Or um, Impact Wrestling's in town, tickets start at $20, whatever the case was. You'd air like the 20, 30 seconds on TV that the average news viewer would understand. And then I'm like, well, I've got, you know, I've got this great wrestler. I've got Jeff Hardy in front of me. I've got The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, whoever happened to be early on in, you know, in these interviews. I'm going to not just talk to them about Raw that's in town tonight. I want to ask like questions I cared about. Yeah. So I would do like a 10-ish minute interview, like asking nine and a half minutes worth of fan stuff that I like was like legitimately interested in, just, just out of sheer curiosity. And also to kind of like win them over and be like, I'm not your average like interviewer. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, you, you gotta say, I actually know. I'm cool. I, I yeah, know. I've been to WrestleMania. I get it. <laughs> um, so we'd air like the 30 seconds, like, oh, here's why you should go to SmackDown tonight. And then the other nine and a half minutes, I'm like, we've got some pretty good stuff here, and I don't want it to go to waste. So I uploaded it to my YouTube channel, which at the time had like four subscribers, one mm -hmm. of them being my mom. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I need this to live somewhere. I'm sure there's, you know dozens of people out there that would appreciate this. And I did an interview with a wrestler named The Miz, who uh, was also on uh, MTV's Real World. So he had, you know, a larger audience here. And he did an interview with him and I posted online, didn't think anything about it. Woke up the next day, it had 6,000 views. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's, that's more views than any of my videos I've ever got. Then I went to bed that night, woke up the next day, it had 36,000 views. And I realized that like news sites were picking this up and that there was, there was something there. So I just started very slowly building on that. And anytime that wrestlers came to town, I would interview them 
and I would put it on my YouTube channel and I wouldn't really think much of it. Just like, oh, that's cool. You're making a couple extra bucks from the AdSense. And then the last maybe two years, yeah, uh, the phrase that's completely defined my life is vague goals get vague results. And I realized that I was just setting these goals of like, they weren't even goals. It was just like, I want to do more wrestling interviews. Well, what kind of goal is that? Mm-hmm. If I did one more, I've now accomplished my goals. So yeah. I set a very specific goal. Last year, I said, I want to do 40 wrestling interviews this year. And I was, I was hustling. I was driving around. I, I booked some flights that I paid for myself. And yours are in person too. You do in person, not like this on Zoom. Yeah. You do them in person. And nothing against these types of interviews. I just feel like in person, there's just, even if it's just a 1% edge, yep. I want to be able to give myself that 1% edge. Plus, I can also say like, I shook Hulk Hogan's hand or, you know. Yeah. Like it's, you know, I or the rock it. flipped you off. Right. And then that did, that did in fact happen. <laughs> so it was 40 last year. And then I was like, well, yeah, we did 40 fairly easily with not a ton of extra effort. So at the start of this year, I said, I want to do 50 wrestling interviews and hit 200,000 subscribers, which from the outside looking in was actually a, a pretty big yeah. goal. Like yeah. it was basically one a week and I was basically going to double my subscribers. So like this was setting some pretty lofty goals. And I just went out and every opportunity that I had, I just seized it. I was flying myself, flew myself to Phoenix for the Royal Rumble. And I got seven interviews there. I flew myself to AEW's Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. And I got seven interviews there. So I just started like going out of my way. I drove five hours to you know, do an interview here in Florida in Jacksonville. I drove another four hours for a different interview with Chris Jericho. If the opportunity was there, I wasn't going to let anything stand in my way. If I had to take a vacation day off, I was going to do it because I knew that there was real value there. Number one, for bringing my cachet up on my channel. Like, oh, my God, Chris got him. Oh, he got an interview with him. But also, like, I knew that there would be this momentum that one thing would lead to another would lead to another. And that's a big thing with YouTube and podcasts is having that momentum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there's one, one thing that you said I want to unpack that is similar across the board with successful people, and I want people to hear this again, is that people who are successful take the opportunity. They're willing to get on an airplane, they're willing to go, you know, the beginning of my career, I, you know, I flew all the way to Texas, paid my way there, just so I could get a single testimonial from some person that could say, hey, Jake was great at this thing, you know, spoke for free, did all that, but people who are successful, they just, they take the opportunity. Yeah, and I think on the flip side of that, people who aren't as successful look for the excuse in everything. You know, like they could go, wow, I've always wanted to do whatever it is, fill in the blank here. And then they come up with a whole bunch of reasons why they can't do that. Well, for me, on the other side of that, I go, I look for every reason why I can do that. Yes. I try to turn no's into maybes and then those maybes into yeses. Yes. And I think that that's a really important thing. So like this past weekend, I hadn't put a a video on my YouTube channel in a week and a half. And that was a pretty long stretch for me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to put up like one or two a week. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what wrestling's going on? What what could I get access to? And there was an event going on in Los Angeles. So I booked a flight, happened to stay with one of my friends out there. And I ended up getting four pieces of content, four interviews out there. And it's like the payoff here is sure, I had to pay $500 for a flight. But now I've got videos that might get hundreds of thousands of views. And even if they don't, like, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to take chances because there's never the perfect time to start any of this. 
but you have to go out there and take those chances and take those risks and make these opportunities happen for yourself. Yes, I love that. I love that. You mentioned earlier about these super niche topics that, that today in our, our world, we can do that. A lot of people struggle with, they don't want to feel pigeonholed into something. I'm sure you have other interests. I'm sure you have other things that you're interested in. How was it that you came across the decision of, you know what, I'm going to go all in talking about wrestling as opposed to maybe something else you're interested in? Well, I, I mean, I, I was posting a lot of celebrity interviews on my YouTube channel, and on occasion, some of those would pop really big and get a lot of numbers, but I realized there was a real consistency with the wrestling interviews. And the interesting thing is when you're doing celebrity interviews or movie interviews, there's niches upon that niche. Like, yeah. movies is one niche, but then within that, you've got romantic comedies, and you've got horror films, you've got superhero films, and so on and so on. With wrestling, it's like, that is... That's a niche right there. And of course, yeah. there's, you know, there's niches within that. But, you know, generally speaking here, wrestling's the niche. So I just realized that the wrestling interviews consistently did well. I, I look at all the comments in the videos and the comments were always very positive that people like my relaxed style of interviewing. Mm -hmm. And they liked that I was knowledgeable. Like they liked that if, if the topic took a complete right turn and we had no, you know, it was some, wasn't something I really prepared for. I, was, I probably had the wrestling knowledge to make that work. So I realized there wasn't really anyone doing what I was doing. These yeah. long-form interviews on, uh, on YouTube. I mean, there's podcasts, of course. There's many incredible wrestling podcasts out there, but there weren't these long-form wrestling interviews and also wrestling interviews that were making news headlines. Like yeah. I, I interviewed uh, a wrestler by the name of Chris Jericho yep. a couple days after he – signed with AEW, this new wrestling promotion. I got the first interview with him and there was like seven headlines that came out of it. It's yep. like, I've been able to key in on something here. So um, as soon as I realized that I had that, I, I stopped posting my wrestling or I stopped posting my celebrity interviews, uh -huh. just focused completely on the wrestling interviews. And that's when I've really started to see my page take off. It, it's cool that you mentioned the Chris Jericho one because that, that's around the time where you know, that, that interview is where I became aware of you. I became aware of you. A because, lot of people did, yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, because it's, it's, it's just searching things. Now, I had seen other interviews that you had done before, but it, it just, you know, how there, you, YouTube, you go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Uh, and when I saw that, I'm like, wait a second, I've seen this guy before, but who is this guy that he is getting this first interview? I mean, that was my first thought is like, okay, who is this guy? I should take him seriously now. Like, what, who is this guy? What is he doing? I mean, the, the fact that you got that interview, and I love the fact that it was in the back of your car is where you were doing that. I was in the back of Jericho's car, and this was, a lot of people bring that up. And that, that's kind of the, I feel like that's the, uh, that's the interview that kind of took me to the next level. Because A, it was a big star, like someone like Chris Jericho going, yeah, yeah. well, do this interview and it was my third interview with Jericho, but it was certainly the most newsworthy one and the best. It was huge. I mean, he, you know, that, that's a giant star for those who aren't wrestling fans. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest stars in wrestling and he, he moved over to this new company. And so it was, of course, it was the thing that I was searching for that I was typing yeah. in and you're the first thing up. I mean, it was the day after, I think. Yeah, it was like three days later and everyone's like, oh, you, and you did it in the back of his car. Well, we didn't do it in the back of his car by design. Um, he was doing a live podcast in Ocala, Florida, which is about a four-hour drive from where I live. 
And I know Chris Jericho through a mutual friend. So I just texted him. I said, you're going to be in Ocala. If you have the time, can we do an interview? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I roll up there and there's this giant line of people that are waiting to see his live podcast that night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he goes, let's just do it in the back of my car. Cause as soon as I get out of the car, the fans are going to go crazy. And you know, we're going to just lose this opportunity. So we kicked his driver out and you can actually see his driver pacing in the background. My <laughs> cameraman sits in the driver's seat, basically turns around with a tripod. And then we sat in the back seat and had about a 20 minute interview. Mm. And that, that brings up what you talked about earlier about the, the quality of the video. You know, we have better quality right here than, anyone had just a, a few short years ago, but so many people, I think they're using it as an excuse, but they, they, they get into, Hey, I want to start a, a video interview series and they, they get all this nice equipment and they need to have everything just right. And here you are with 73 million views on YouTube doing it from a, from an iPhone and sometimes in the back of someone's car. And I think that people uh, get ahead of themselves, especially when they're starting to create content. I think they go, this needs to look perfect right away. Well, you know, think of a really popular podcaster like Joe Rogan. Nobody was listening to his first two or 300, first two yep. or 300 yep. episodes. So if your first 20 episodes don't sound absolutely perfect, don't look absolutely perfect, it's okay. And that's something that people need to keep in mind um, is you're going to fail. You're going to, you're going to mess up. You're going to, you're going to say things that don't make sense. You're going to get facts wrong. And it's just part of the game. Um, obviously try to limit those errors as much <laughs> as, you can, but just realize that nobody is going to, is going to be as critical of it as you are. And it's way better to make those mistakes when you have a hundred subscribers versus when you have a hundred thousand subscribers, mm -hmm. or even when you have a thousand subscribers, Make those mistakes early on, figure out what they are, and then build from there. You don't need to go out and buy yourself, you know, a, a Canon 80D or, you know, some $1,000 camera. You don't. That, that's just the reality of it. Uh, good microphones or like a decent yes. microphone is probably a good idea. Yes. You can get a decent microphone for less than $100. So just I think that too many people um, allow themselves to be the, the, the limiting factor here. I think that too many people tell themselves a story of, I can't do that because I'm not, and you can fill in that blank with anything yep. you want. I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, whatever you want it to be. Uh, and the reality is if you wanna make it happen, you can. Yeah, I love that. What a, what a great way to look at things. Uh, and, and that brings me to the idea of, you've got some huge guests, you know, not just in the wrestling world. We're talking about some of these people who are major stars. I mean, The Rock is arguably the biggest star in Hollywood. You've done several interviews with him. You're doing interviews with other people, John Cena, Dave Bautista, people who have broken out beyond just wrestling, not to mention having the biggest, the biggest names in this niche in the wrestling world. How are you getting how are you getting these, these bigger guests and also talk about how someone who's just starting out can start to climb their way up the ladder to, to start to work with people who are a little bit bigger? Well, for me, working at a TV station like obviously helped so yeah. much. I've got The Rock most of the time in a movie setting. I'm interviewing him about a movie that he's promoting. So the fact that I'm coming in from a TV station, often those are set up through the TV station and I'm able to get a longer format of the interview 
because of my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, outside of wrestling, I've also interviewed like Julia Roberts and Tom Cruise and- Oh wow, I have no idea. <laughs> you, know, you, you name it and I've been super fortunate to be able to talk to them. Tom Hanks and all these, Oprah, all these people, right? So that's all through the TV station. So that really helped. But I would say for someone starting out, take anything you can to start out. Like take to any opportunity you can starting out. So I'm gonna use wrestling as an example because obviously I'm you know knowledgeable about, I'm mm -hmm. knowledgeable about it and so mm -hmm. are you, Jake. Mm -hmm. So let's say you wanna start a wrestling interview channel. Well, there's probably lots of local wrestling shows that are going on within an hour's drive of where you live. So I would say show up to those shows, interview some people that maybe you haven't even heard of, but you know, they're wrestlers, just to get, just to work the kinks out, just to have some sort of content. And then continue doing that on a local and a regional level. And then eventually you'll get a break and you'll get someone who's a slightly bigger name. And then that slightly bigger name will lead to someone else. And I think for me, when I'm looking for interviews now, I can reach out to someone and say, hey, I'd love to do an interview with you. I'm willing to do it wherever, whenever works best for you. That's always very important. And I think what else is really important is positioning this for what's in it for them. Yes. Obviously, obviously what's in it for you is you're getting content for your channel. You're talking to a celebrity. You know that They're gonna help you way more than you're gonna help them. Yeah. So you have to position this in a way of what's in it for them. Why should they give you 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it is of their time to help you out? Like they're basically doing you a giant favor. So I would say position it in a way of like, I have this many subscribers or I have this many followers or I have interviewed this person, this person, and this person, and I'd love to add you to that list too. Yeah, I, I think that that's really good advice about starting out where you're at and just growing and, and moving up little by little. Now, you have some big news recently from, you know, you took making your channel on YouTube to leading to a really incredible job. Tell us a little bit about what that is and, and what you can share about how that happened. So we, we talked a little bit about All Elite Wrestling. This is, uh, you know, the company, it's basically the next big wrestling company. WWE hasn't had competition in 18 years. Yeah. Now, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, is uh, coming out October 2nd. They're going to have a show, a live show on TNT, and uh, they asked me to be their backstage interviewer. So it's crazy because I grew up, I wanted to be a wrestler growing up. I went to wrestling school. I was a backyard wrestler. Like, I wanted to, this was my dream, uh, to be a wrestler. And, you know, now I've kind of parlayed that into the fact that I got to interview some wrestlers, got to be on TV, and now I'm marrying the two together. Got to, got to take my love for broadcasting and my love for wrestling, marry them together, and October 2nd, TNT, you'll see me as a backstage interviewer on AEW. It's just so cool that you created that, you made that happen. You talked about making opportunities happen for you. And literally, I mean, you made this happen. You absolutely made this happen. I just think it's so cool. But this is, you know, and thank you so much for that, Jake. Uh, but this has kind of been the story of my entire life. Like, mm. um, after I graduated from college, you know, this, this was 2005 when I graduated from college. This was, you know, the internet's kind of in its infancy, like certainly not where it is right now. YouTube didn't exist at the time. Facebook was basically only if you were attending a certain college at the time. So like social media wasn't really a thing. So when I graduated from college, I wanted to be able to get an internship. And no one was going to take me seriously because it wasn't attached to my college program. So I called up every radio station in town 
every TV station in town and said, can I just come in and volunteer? I just want to see how it's done. And everyone said no, except for this one radio station. They said, well, we don't take on volunteers, but you know, how would you like a job? And I'm <laughs> like, sure. So my first ever job in the industry was pushing buttons. It's called a board operator. You're in front of the big soundboard pushing the buttons. And then through that, I'm like, well, I got to get this internship. So I reached out to all these places and said, can I get this internship? Hoping it will lead to like an on-air job. And basically no one took me seriously. And then this one place, like a small market, small market TV station, 60 mile drive away from my hometown said, we don't take people that aren't affiliated with the program. And I said, well, I'm going to be in that town next week during my spring break. Could I just come by and just have a tour? And he said, well, if you're going to be in town, we might as well have you come in. Mm. And it was me showing that initiative, me driving the 60 miles up there to a town I really hadn't been to in like 10 years. And he brought me in and said, look, you know, you, you seem to really be passionate about this. You know what, what the hell, we'll take a chance on you. And that internship ended up turning into a job. And this was, a, I was 22 years old, uh, no, 21 years old, 21 years old. And I was a news reporter slash news anchor. Um, and then I was like, but I don't really want to do news for the rest of my life. And there was this amazing job opening in Vancouver, which is 3,000 miles away. Yep. Um, and it was for an MTV show. And, and I'm like, I think I, I think I can do this. And I basically made, cobbled together uh, a bunch of video of like making it look like I was an MTV host. I just completely made all that stuff up. An exact same story. They weren't going to fly me in for an interview. And I said, well, I'm going to be in Vancouver next week. And they said, well, if you're going to be here. I'm like, that's not even close. It's like a five-hour flight. Mm -hmm. So you and weren't going to be there. You just pretended. Of course I wasn't going to be there. No, I just, I just made this up. I lied. And yep. they were like, well, if you're going to be here, you, you come in and have an interview with me. Called in sick to work that day at my 60-mile <laughs> job. Flew across the country, and they offered me the job. Ah, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's you got to create these opportunities for yourself. You know, if you... If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe in you. <laughs> that, that's just such an incredible story. I love hearing that. I think it's so cool. So if you could go back to that time when you were first starting out, let's say right out of college, what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself? Man, I really went after back then. And I, I think that the best advice I would tell myself is, is don't worry. Like it, it is all going to work out. Like, and everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. Like, I don't think I would give myself any advice of like, do this differently on TV or chase after this job or anything like that. I'm happy with the way that my career path went. Um, and I'm just happy that I like chased after these things. Maybe, maybe I would have savored those moments a little bit more um, and appreciated them as they were happening because it's so hard to look back and, you know, and appreciate those moments. Well, it's, it's easier to look back and appreciate them now but yeah. when you're in the moment, it's, it's hard to go, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. What about advice you have for someone who wants to build a following around their passion, who wants to start, you know, whether it's a YouTube channel or, or a podcast or whatever it is, whatever piece of content it is around their passion. If someone's just starting out, what advice do you have for them? And look, we've talked a lot today, Jake, about wrestling and my YouTube channel, but this applies to everything. You know, this applies to if you want to grow an Instagram following, a YouTube page, podcast, whatever it happens to be, and whatever your interest is. I mean, we live in a world now where you could be, you could be the expert on peanut butter and you could make a YouTube channel being like the peanut butter guy. Like it's crazy. 
So I would say find a couple people who are absolutely crushing it in the space that you want to be in. And I would say take some clues from each one of those people. Tony Robbins always says success leaves clues. Yep. Say take some clues from them. Why are they always posting photos that look like this? Or why do all their YouTube videos start with something like this? Or why do their thumbnails look like this? Like they're not doing it by accident. So I would say take some clues from all those different people and uh, you know, try to follow a little bit of their path. And doesn't, they don't need to be in the, the same space that you're in, but they can be people that inspire you. So take some clues from them, kind of put your own spin on it. Love it. A uh, couple last questions for you. I want to respect your time. Uh, who are you currently learning from? What people, whether it's in, in business or in any world, who are you learning from? I love listening to Joe Rogan. Um, and I think that in the podcasting world, whether you like him or not, you have to respect everything that yes. he's doing. And I've been a, such a fan of Joe Rogan since the Fear Factor days. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite comedian since I was like, since like 15 years ago. Um, so I have such a massive respect for him following his dreams. I mean, he's still doing his comedy. He's yep. still hosting some stuff on TV. He has this podcast where he just talks to people that he finds interesting. For 17 hours a day. Which is crazy, <laughs> right? And then, he, and then he's also the color commentator for UFC. Like, that, I think that that's, that's such, such an amazing model. Um, Tony Robbins has been a big inspiration for me. I remember listening to like the, the literal audio tapes, like mm-hmm. the cassette tapes, uh, while driving to work in, uh, in my first market. And I just love his positivity. And I love that uh, he looks for the best in everything. And yep. uh, I've really tried to do that and in the books that I read and the content that I consume. I'm always trying to find the best uh, in me and the best in other people. Yeah, it, it's really cool that you shared those things because when I first started watching your, your interviews, your YouTube channel, I went, okay, this guy, he doesn't know it, but we have a lot in common because this guy is, loves pro wrestling and I, now he's not saying it, but I know that he's a Tony Robbins fan because of these things that he's saying. I know that he's following you know, people like Joe Rogan, like Gary Vaynerchuk. I know, I know that he is because of the things that he's saying. Yeah. And um, it shines through. There's a, there's a different level of positivity with the interviews that you have compared to, look, there's all these, and call them what you want to call them, but there's all these different you know, shoot interview YouTube channels for people who don't know their YouTube channels where wrestlers just go on and talk bad about other people. And your interviews are always about positivity. They're always looking for the good. You know, I have this behind me, focus on the good to remind me all the time to look for the good in things. And I just want to acknowledge you to say that I really appreciate that you're pulling out the good. And even when someone starts to complain, when someone starts to complain about something or whatever, you you always take it a positive way. And that's one of the reasons I like your interviews opposed to someone else's. Well, and I think that unfortunately with a lot of interviews, people want to put their own take on things. Um, and I, I, one of the biggest compliments I always get is I'm glad you let your guests talk, which just blows my mind. Like, mm-hmm. why would you invite someone on your show if you're not going to let them talk? So, um, and I, I really appreciate you acknowledging me and I thank you for that. And uh, obviously Gary Vaynerchuk is, a huge person in this space. I've been listening a lot to Lewis Howe's podcast, uh, The School of Greatness, and the way that he does interviews you know, really impresses me. And what you have hanging behind you reminds me of the other Tony Robbins quote was, what you focus on is how you feel. You know, There's gonna be positives and negatives in absolutely everything. But if you're gonna focus on the negatives, all, all you're gonna see is the negatives. You know, if you focus on the positives, 
you can live a much better, much more fulfilled life. And uh, I, I'd, I'd rather focus on the things that are going right rather than the things that are going wrong. And I think for me in the interviews that I conduct, if I make uh, the person that I'm interviewing look bad, well, that now makes me look bad. Yeah. And I'm fully aware that for the most part, nobody's clicking on my videos because they want to see me. They're mainly clicking because of my guests. So they're a fan of my guests or they're a fan of what my guest has done in their career. So if I do something that makes them feel awkward, if I ask them a question that makes them squirm, now I look bad. And uh, I just want to be super respectful of that. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that I, I'm throwing softball questions the whole time, but if I am going to ask something that's maybe a little bit awkward or maybe that's a difficult subject, I'll work my way into it respectfully. Um, and I'll even say sometimes like, you know, with great respect, I'd like to ask you dot, dot, dot. Yeah. One, one thing I do want to acknowledge you for, you just said that people are watching because of them. And, and that's true. Like for me being a fan, I, I did start because of who you were, because of who you were, were interviewing. But as time went on, you know, sometimes there's people that you interview that I am not that familiar with. You know, occasionally there's people that I'm introduced to introduced to because of you but because of the way that you interview people um, you know I'm an example of someone who has now started following you and your content not just who the person is so someone comes on that I'm like I don't really know who that person is that well but hey if Chris is interviewing him I I'm willing to take the next 30 minutes while I'm on the treadmill to to yeah. listen to what they're saying well wow, I, I really appreciate that and that and that's that's grown to a new level for me you know um, that, that I have this, even if it's small, a built-in audience that will watch these videos no matter who's in it. And that's, uh, man, that means a lot to me. Totally. Well, I, I appreciate that. How can people connect with you? It's uh, my name, at Chris Van Vliet. Uh, and I, it's, it sounds easy to say. It's not spelled that easy. V-A-N-V-L-I-E-T. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, YouTube. Also, the audio from my YouTube interviews is available on my podcast, which I came up with a very original name for the podcast. It's the Chris Van Vliet Show. So Fantastic. Uh, you can find that wherever you listen to your podcast. Very cool. And, and I would like to ask you a question I ask everyone. What are your last words of wisdom for our members, for the members of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network? I mean, we've talked a lot, a lot about it in this interview. It's like, you know, if you have a dream, go after it. And... Uh, I would just say that, that what's most important is being excited for what you're going to do at the start of the day and then being proud of what you've done when that day is over. And um, there is absolutely no reason that you should have to wake up and go to a job that you hate. Not every job is going to be perfect every single day, even if you're working for yourself. But if you're in this funk where you've hated going to work and you hate Sundays because Monday's the next day, man. You should look into doing something else. That's the perfect way to end it. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Jake. I really appreciate you having me on. I loved your questions and uh, yeah, thank you so much. And you know, I, I wish you absolutely the best in everything you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with somebody who needs this information. If you're not already a part of our Facebook community, come and join us in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches network at facebook.com slash groups slash speaker, author, coach, or simply search the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches network. 
Thanks again for listening. Remember, what you do matters. You can turn your dreams into your reality. Together, we are changing the world one message at a time.